Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 162, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, December 1st, 2020, 50 days until January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Nickel Jack (laughs) O'Brien. Look at this COVID graph. Every time I see it makes me sad. How did it get this bad? Fucking snowflakes not wearing masks. Mm. That is courtesy of mm. John John. And I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Hey, I run a pet zoo. Have a frog named Larry. And here's Lord Feathers, my pet canary. It's hard to profit. The idea's lazy. But here's my pet zoo. So call me Miles Gray. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Hannah Soltis, Hanoramic View on Discord. I just love that he said, here's my frog named Leather, Larry, and Lord Feathers, my pet canary. Uh, shout out to Lord Feathers, too. Anyone. Anyone, Wait, anyone what, out what there. What is that a reference Feathers. to? No, I just like that the, the thought put into the world that in which I'm existing. In and which you Lord exist. Feathers and my frog at just the Larry. center of a pet zoo. Yeah. 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 Lord Feathers and Larry. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, that, that, I. I Birds like always do challenge. Have, yeah, like legal names. Like Larry, yeah. Larry. I feel like could also be Lord Scales or whatever. We'll, we'll workshop it. That's between <laughs> me and the pet. Uh, all right. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented, Uh-oh. the legendary Uh-oh. Lacey Mosley. What's poppin'? Oh, yes. there she is. That almost sounded you? like a drop, you coming in there. That I was know. so perfect. <laughs> what, 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 what's popping? That's actually a song. That's Grammy yeah. nominated. A Grammy nominated yeah, yeah. song. Shout out to whoever sings that. I love that song. <laughs> how was your yeah, yeah. how was your holiday break? Feeling good? Feeling easy? Did you recharge? I mean, honestly, I'm happy to have shit to do again because it was weird. Like Thanksgiving hit on a Thursday, then obviously everything's locked down because we like live in LA. Year. Yeah, and then, yeah, okay, yeah, like every year. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Shit, I didn't know if that was going to get uh, go by unnoticed or what. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no. like every year. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Thursdays. <laughs> that tracks. It's 2020, okay? <laughs> right, no, I feel you. Thanksgiving could pull up on a Wednesday, and I'd be like, okay. okay yeah. like, <laughs> but so then it was just like so many days of like not really needing to do work, and I lost track of time and just watched a lot of fucking TV. So I'm glad to like have it feel like a Monday. I've never been happy for a Monday, but I was like, okay, wow. Monday, pull up, wow. come through. What'd you watch? Any any trash holiday stuff? Oh, I'm gonna be talking about it. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, I like it. All this. right. <laughs> well, great tease. We're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, a uh, couple of things we're talking about. Uh, we're just gonna check in with Trump World. I spent my holiday weekend just completely checked out from what was going on with that man. It was good, very good. refreshing. We're gonna talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about the uh, white fragility, uh, the, quote, genius edition, because we got some people who uh, are purported geniuses who are really coming out of the woodwork to let us know that it's not fair. 
It's not fair to them. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, we're also going to talk about The Crown because some British people want Netflix to put a warning before The Crown, not because of historical inaccuracy, but because it's too mean to the royal family. Uh, so we'll talk about all oh. of that. Plenty more. But first, Lacey, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Uh, supermarket sweep. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm obsessed with Supermarket Sweep. I've been like, I've watched all the old episodes. I love Leslie Jones on it now. She's fucking crushing it. Um, she's doing the most, and I love it. Like the last episode on Sunday, she was like humping one of the free teddy bears, and I was just like, why is this happening? And I was like, but I love it. <laughs> why not? But I love it. And I, like, want to be on Supermarket Sweep so badly. And I don't think that my agents or managers would let me do this. But I really fucking want to be on this show. Like, I've always wanted to be on it. I'm a weird kid who came home from school and watched Supermarket Sweep with David Ruprecht and his press khakis. Wow. <laughs> Shit. And during quarantine, I started to think, like, is David Ruprecht fine? Um, oh, oh, that's yeah. why I'm at in quarantine. That sounds about <laughs> so- right for you. So I was Googling. Shut up. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> David Ruprecht and the Pressed Khakis is actually one of my favorite bands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. But, okay, that's to Miles' point. Also, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, if you follow Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, you uh, might have caught the tweet where I said I was going to start lying on this hoe yeah. because I'm tired of telling the truth. I'm tired of telling the truth and y'all finding out and being like, this you? <laughs> <laughs> A we gotta get you on supermarket work. sweeps, though. So How that, do we? Is there a way we? I mean, I feel like you, the, the energy you have for oh, it, absolutely, is like you know, people might need to get out the way. And I sit at home and I guess too. Like when they're doing the challenges, I'm guessing with them, trying to get it before they do. Like I love it so much. Jaquise and I have talked about this because we're like we would go as a team because he knows lots of random brand stuff and I can run fast and grab all the stuff. Right, right, um, right. But also, he might push the cart because he can carry all the meats. It's Look, I've thought okay. about this a lot. And so I'm trying to get them to do, like, a comedian episode where, like, a bunch yeah. of comedians can come on and compete. Uh, we'll see. But Didn't yes, they do I that with Millionaire recently? Didn't they have, like... They did. Yeah. And it was so, cute. Yeah. It was cute. What's her face from uh, Modern Family? What's her name? Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen, I love that bitch. She almost hit me with her car once. I oh. love her. <laughs> Good for her. Still, you love her. Um, <laughs> I was in Larchmont. I was crossing the street. And she like she stopped and she waved. She was like, ooh, my oh, bad. And I was sorry. like, is that the mom from Modern Family? Yeah, there you go. Also, Larchmont, like, why are people driving so fast? They got stop signs like know, every fucking a- 40 feet. <laughs> right. It's that's, a very foot traffic That's area. some celebrity However, shit to drive yeah. through Larchmont all recklessly and then be like, yeah. oh, sorry, wave, just even though <laughs> well, this I is not the autobahn. to her credit, I was not crossing at an appropriate cross point uh, because I'm a criminal. Wow. So I was just like, I'm across to wherever I But she should have known street. that. She should have yeah. known that. Yeah, she should have <laughs> been the city paying attention. Usually, the city sends out an alert to everyone's cell phone when you're out on the prowl. They go, Lacey's in the streets, y'all. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Scams in progress. Listen, I love jaywalking. Yeah, That's yeah. one of my favorite things. Like you do the, I know about you and your ghost uh, car that ran over your foot. Like you got in your Julie Bones car. Like, ah, shit, you ran over my foot. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> why? You're right. As soon as I saw her, I should have grabbed my neck yeah. and been like, my neck and my back. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got but we can settle this out of court right now for 20 bucks. Wait, so on Supermarket <laughs> right. Sweep, what did they update the premise? Like what's, what's new with Supermarket Sweep other than so, Leslie Jones? Cr- the thing that I love the most about it is like they knew the girls wanted supermarket sweep. They didn't want no millennial shit. They right. wanted the thing Bring that we knew. So mm. they keep a lot of it very similar. The only big differences that I see now are like one, like 
the jokes are a little racier. Like, you know, like, mm. Leslie Jones will be referencing, like, Megan Thee Stallion and, like, talking okay. about flirting or talking about she having a sexy night in or whatever. So it's a little racier than the first Supermarket Sweep, which was very vanilla. And they have people now that she interacts with. Like, it was just David Ruprecht back in the day, okay? And his press khakis. And you knew you were getting a button down and you were getting a dad joke. <laughs> if mm-hmm. if that, dad jokes were rare. So now with Leslie, they got jokes. They definitely have some writers. And they have these three... It's like uh, oscillating. They rotate. There's like three or four people who work in the supermarket to like, instead of grinding the coffee like before where you used to have to wait and grind it. And that was like, it takes up a bunch of time, but you got like 150 bucks for it. Now, they have a coffee barista who does it but she purposely has to like move real slow and take uh, up like some of your time right got you got you or they have like a flowers guy who moves real slow and takes up some of your time uh so there's little slight updates but it's mostly true to what it used to be and how does the show like change from episode to episode because like it seems like you would just figure out what the most expensive stuff is and always go for that like quickly what what's the like difference how do you update it for those so they, listeners who aren't fans <laughs> like you and I. So how they update it from episode to episode is like some episodes, they have these thing called golden cans, which are $300. And like, they'll be like the golden cans are in aisle four, like in the middle of your sweep. So that'll kind of throw people from going to get the normal stuff. Also, there's different strategies because you have to think about what you're physically capable of doing. Like, some people gonna go meats and cheeses, but that's a heavy-ass cart. And you gotta push that shit back, and you gotta have stamina, and you only have two minutes. So there's some people who go for, like, caviar and light things that are very expensive. Mm. Some people go for diapers, or or some people just try to get all of the bonuses. So so everyone's strategy is different, and it stays different because people are different, which is why I love the show. That's why it stays fresh, is because it's like, everybody can't go run and get meat, Mm. you know? That's why the other one just buy a bunch of pregnancy tests. They're light and they're at least ten bucks a pop. And See, small. that's not enough. You got to get something that like there's a Yeti cooler that's empty. That's three hundred dollars. Like, oh, there that's is. The See, I got to update get. my knowledge. I would have just been. They're like, he's getting a lot of pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he's at least ten bucks, man. <laughs> like, I don't think he knows how to play this game. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't see condoms in the store. I've never seen condoms, so I wonder. That like, might be if they uh, have the. Step at, two at, at the front, yeah, at the front purchase. Oh, right. safe sex is too racy. Yeah, I, yeah. I mm. begged, I begged to differ. Netflix Just or who is the it? Acknowledgement of sex. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Lacey? Underrated is the Undoing on HBO. Okay. Um. Wait, this is underrated. Yes, I think okay. more people need to be watching it. When I was live tweeting, and I was trying not to do spoilers. I, you know I don't believe in spoilers. I feel like I need to put that in my bio because I'm tired of that shit. If you don't watch <laughs> it when it airs, like, too bad, boo-boo. <laughs> so, this account moves at the speed of culture. <laughs> no stopping, no breaking. Um, But I didn't see enough people tweeting about it. Like, I had to go on the hashtag and just start talking to strangers, which I love to do now. Um. But I didn't see enough people tweeting about it. That shit was so good. Like, I am loving this new trend. It's not that new because Big Little Lies has been around for a while now. But of, like, affluent alabaster like altercations, okay? (laughs) And they're rich. And they're white. And they're fighting. And and it's a limited series. And somebody dies. And who did it? The girls will never know. Like, I love these series so much because they feel like television where you're not worried about the next season and trying to, like, tease it out and shit. So you just get to it. Uh, the Undoing's only six episodes. 
Mm. And it's a lesson in the power of white men. That's all I'll say. I won't spoil it. But just like how we how we've been trained to love them and always mm. be like, hmm, they're they're good. Like yeah, whereas right. like if they were any other race, we'd be like thinking they were guilty. Oh, he did that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Benefits Suddenly. of the doubt all the way down. Just right. nothing but um right. what channel is it on? What show like what HBO. network? Is it? Oh, it's HBO. Oh, okay. So that's mm-hmm. that's they're 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 finding a bit of a niche with Nicole Kidman and her wigs on HBO. Yeah. Listen, if there's one thing you're gonna get from Nicole Kidman, it's gonna be a woman in a bad marriage. Okay. Yeah. She yeah. gives. She gives bad marriage, and I'm starting to think maybe that Tom Cruise marriage was an inspiration. She was like, "Oh no, honey, I know this in my right. soul. Yeah, I know how like, to give this." I, I'm really bad at the other stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I was winging it in a lot of the other movies, but if you need to, if, if I'm a victim in my marriage or I'm locked in a prison of matrimony, Ooh, oh, she's pop locking, yeah. pop locking. She like, got that shit. Oh, she's getting here like she Millie Rocking. Wow, okay. Nicole Kidman. She's so good at it. Did we talk in the episode about her lobes? Her earlobes? I think I think we talked about it last week, but she's got really. Are they long? Long. What, what do you mean? Yeah, she has long earlobes. Uh, that are hard not to. I noticed it in Big Little Lies uh, because I, you know, while you're noticing the wig work that goes into a Nicole Kidman performance, mm-hmm. uh, you Ooh, end up noticing yeah. her ears. She got there. the fatty lobes. Yeah, she's got the big lobes. <laughs> not yeah. the fatty lobes. Yo, I'm not joking. You could put like three, four carat diamond studs in her lobe, and I and believe they would all that's fit. why it looks like that is because she has repeatedly. Done that. It could See, just be. That's it, how you know she's supposed to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> or is it right? She's like, I'm sorry, man. My body can't handle my drip. Literally, it's yeah. pulling. It's elongating my earlobe. So you know, she, I, that gif of her about. clapping, where she it looks like she doesn't know how to clap, is actually her right. not knowing how to handle her drip because she has so much jewelry on that. That's why right. she's clapping like that. Was because she didn't want to bang them together. Um, and she has those delicate model long hands. Yeah. Also, I love a white woman. Like, mm. I love a white woman who is white. Like, you know, like a lot of white women. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yes. Mean, like, you mean not one of these Dolezals. <laughs> I just mean that there's been a trend with white women for so long. Like, oh, we got to go out in the sun. We got to tan. We got to put on bronzer. There's nothing. I just love a porcelain white woman who's just white. And it's just, you I see, love right. it. The you, way you, you say so white when you're when you're saying that is <laughs> what? Per- <laughs> what? <laughs> what? She's just white. Yeah. Yes, it's an ancient white. You gotta say the white. Yeah, okay, yeah. she's Different. a beautiful white woman. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Also, because like, I am a darker skinned black woman, so I can normally wear the same colors that pale white women can wear. So a lot of times mm. I'll be like, oh, that lip is cute. Let me try that. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Just, so you're just cheating on like, your homework with Nicole theory. Kidman. Mm. <laughs> Listen, and like, they put her in a wig, honey. They love a red wig for her. Love I was em. tweeting, and this like uh, got a lot of responses, but I was like, why don't we let Nicole Kidman be Australian in anything? Um, yeah. Every time she be talking, I be hearing that Outback Steakhouse pop out. I be hearing it. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just let her be Australian. It's yeah. okay. We know who she is. When yeah. is she just going to play like a drongo? You know, like just a <laughs> right. pro, like Aussie. Yeah, she's right. Pro- you're like, oh, fuck, Nicole. Tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> People pointed out she wasn't Australian in the movie Australia. And I was right. like, well. She was not? I was just going to no. say that's like the one time no. that you could actually play Australian. They were like, nope. <laughs> she was British. Wow. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I remember there were like some profiles of her a long time ago where she was like 
kind of a wild, like, you know, uh, untamable badass. Like, I'd I like to that. see that. I'd like to see that uh, mm. casting. The real Ozzy Nicole the com- to come out. Yeah, just like real fuck you, man. I met her once. And I'm not I'm not joking. She is she moves like a fucking spirit. Like yeah. the way she walked through uh my office, like we were shooting something with her and she arrived. It was I don't know if it was just me like being a child of the eighties and nineties, like building her up mythologically, right. like in my head to be like, Oh shit, Nicole Kidman's coming to the office. Yeah. Nicole coming through. And but she like quite literally like she was walking by cubicles. And it yeah. just seemed like she was gliding. Like it's I couldn't like a see her feet. tracking shot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, and she was yeah. very, very kind. So, Hell shout yeah. out to an Aussie guy. I but do yes, love that. Come home, when, Nicole. I do love when a celebrity in person has that je ne sais that quoi, factor, where you're yeah. just like, like that. It, it it gives you a little faith. Like maybe some some of these people actually, you know, are like yeah, earned like sort it. Of, yeah. yeah, no. She I had has, a similar she, experience she with energy. Tom Cruise walking past him. I was going downstairs. He was going up, and he seemed to just like hover an inch off of the stairs and had a glow where everyone was like, "God damn!" He, looks he probably even like looked you in your eye and passed like, "Hey, how you doing? Good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows my name like, now fuck. and sends me Christmas cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, come by for that e that e reading, man. Whatever you got, right. come by for that e reading. Uh, Lacey, what's something you think is overrated? Cooking. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Do you not like to cook? Um, no. And I feel I'm tired of feeling bad about that. I'm a you black woman to. from the south, and no, I do because I'm a black woman from the south, and everybody wants you to cook, and like I, I, I don't want to cook right now. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. So I just want to say that to people out there who are looking at everybody's posts, like, oh, I made this sourdough starter. Oh, I made uh, for Thanksgiving. We made this, that, and the third. Like, don't worry. It's okay to just Postmates. Postmates may be a raggedy bitch, but I be calling that hoe. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what Yesterday you... she gave me one penny off. Oh, one penny off my whole order. What generosity! What generosity! <laughs> what did you have for your Thanksgiving meal? more of a traditional Caucasian Thanksgiving this year. Uh, my mom is the head cook of my household, which is probably also why I feel uh, bad about cooking. But when I say household, I mean like my whole family. Like my mom throws down. Like my mom. Oh, she is the like, <clears throat> de facto head. When yeah. It comes to and that. Yeah. she's like, That's like taking Southern cuisine and like bougied it up a bunch. Mm. So it's like you're getting Ooh. all you're getting the stuffing. Okay. Tell getting, me something. No, give, give me getting, details now. Okay, yeah, you're getting stuffing, but you're getting chestnuts. Like, you're getting roasted chestnuts mm. in the stuffing. You're getting all types of, like, just fancier elevations. You know, right. we never do cranberry sauce. We always do cranberry relish with Ooh. a little orange zest. Oh, wow. Um, you know, like, she's, like, elevating all of the traditional foods on the holidays. And she has, like, the most beautiful flatware. Like, she puts stuff out on, like, those tiered platters and, Damn. like, everything oh is, like, God. beautifully displayed. She does, like, mini quiches. She does, like, mini pies. She does, like, it's 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 overwhelming. It's yeah. very good. And I feel this pressure of, like, why don't I know how to do that. Like, I do know how, but I don't want to. Right. Yeah. It's a, I don't it's a tremendous to. shadow that you're coming out from under, basically, that you're like, mm, right. I, it's actually nice in the shade. It's actually not as hot. It's very cool here. <laughs> right. And I don't, I'm not feeds- looking for the heat like that. She cooks like she's feeding an army. Like, we have food in the freezer. Like, even this Thanksgiving, she was like, do you want me to just mail you dinner? Like, 
I've had to travel with my mom's pies before, and TSA has opened my luggage up because they were like, what the fuck is in here? And they left a little (laughs) note. And it was pie batter because my mom, like, people wanted my mom's pies so bad that I had to fly with them places. Wow. They're like, is pie batter? Like, her crust is that dope? That, like, people. No, no, it's sweet potato pie batter. The the filling batter. Okay, got it. Yeah. She does some like special shit with it. It's actually Got it's excellent. It. It's excellent. I can't say it on on air because yeah, some of, of course. it's a secret. Right, of right, course. right. Uh, Proprietary <laughs> secrets, obviously. Trade <laughs> right. secrets. But like she's just don't feel pressure to cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, and I was gonna say, you don't you shouldn't feel pressure. I understand you're saying you're a black woman from the south, so there's expectations, but you know what? Just like me, uh, I don't feel pressure as a Blasian to be good at golf. So I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Go. I tried it. I sucked. I got real mad. I was like, this was supposed to be my sport because I can't do karate and I'm not good enough to make varsity for basketball. So damn sure better be this golf. And then yeah. I was like, fuck it, comedy. <laughs> fuck it, ice hockey. And then comedy, fuck it. Right? I, I was funny. I did ice hockey before all that. And I was like, right. I was like, man, I have no one to look up to in this sport. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize yeah, I was the one the younger generation was looking up to. The whole yeah, time. you were supposed to be the Tiger Woods. Uh, sometimes you, you got to be that mirror for others. You know what I mean? When you don't have a mirror for yourself to look into. <laughs> Listen, I tried to be good at golf too. Actually, I didn't try. My dad loves golf and he's really good. Um, so he bought me a set of ping golf clubs that were pink, like all the handles were pink when Ooh, I was eight years old. That feels yeah. on brand and for I you. Was, and I was like, girl, and like he likes to do the nice courses and like the nice courses, there's no golf carts. You have to walk the course. Mm, so I would be nice. out there walking and I was like, oh, this is the ghetto. Like, I don't. Wait, a nice at. golf course doesn't have carts? <laughs> yeah. The ni- like nicer golf courses usually don't have carts. Whoa. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. because like the fairways and everything are so like well manicured that they just can't yeah. have shit. Yeah. Like, wow. People just have people wow. caddy for them. Damn. See, these are, there's levels to this. I don't know anything yeah. about that. I could tell you about a weed store that doesn't charge tax, though, in L.A. County. <laughs> yeah, you've been telling us about that. Uh, you guys got to check it out, man. I don't know how much longer they can do this shit before the city gets to uh, I do alerting authorities. I do love a, a secret recipe like that. I don't know. My, my mom has these chocolate chip cookies that she will oh, give so you the good. recipe and it never turns out, it out the way she does. She mm-hmm. when she does it, and it's like, what? What isn't she? Right? Because you know? I tried it. Because I, I might I say it. Yeah, the it's the pudding. secret ingredient. Yeah, vanilla pudding. pudding. Yeah, vanilla supposedly. pudding. And I tried. I actually did. I, I remember around the time I tried it also, and like I was like, it was good, but there it was miss. I don't know if it's just a mother's love is the X factor, or if it I is like know, some man. kind of like corporate espionage where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna let you know what it is, but I'm not gonna let you like. There's right. actual. There's there's proportions like of other shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's power. Like the fact that yeah. you are smuggling your mom's like batter around like in your suitcase, yeah. and that like my mom needs to come like fly to the west coast to like make her cookies like because just you know just can't get them right yeah right i love it it's just like snap crackle and pop you buy the rice krispie box on the back they'd be like here you go girls y'all can make your yeah, own marsh- rice marshmallows treats. it ain't never gonna taste like ours <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> Seriously. yeah they definitely have a special ingredient uh all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. And uh, so 
This has been sort of a bracing return to uh, cold reality, Miles. You you uh, kind of did a digest of what the president has been up to since last we tuned in. Yeah, and it's, where to start? <laughs> yeah, it's not really changing, but it's kind of going. It's going uh, in deeper. a direction. Yeah. yeah, like you know, in the beginning, it was like, "Yo, what's he doing? What's he planning? What's going on? Like, is is this part of a larger, grand strategy?" And it's also, and at the same time, we've also been like, this guy just is incapable of processing the fact that he lost. Like, that's what we're seeing. Like, all of that pushback was just like, he's just rejecting the reality because that goes against his whole, you know, his sort of self absorbed filter that he looks at everything through. So he's like, this is not useful. But yeah, it's now. It's it's becoming just more and more evident that he's completely, completely just like truly this narcissistic person who has rejected the results because it's it's fucking up his perception. And the only times he wants to, you know, be around people is when they're cheering for him. That's that's about the only time we enter like a shared reality with him. Other than that, it's always I'm number one. I won. Everybody's against me. Um, right. And over the weekend. He had, or I think it, like, you know, he had an interesting moment where he was sitting at a very tiny desk right. uh, that a lot of people were pointing <laughs> out. We're like, oh, he did his own NPR tiny desk concert. <laughs> um, and then someone was just, you know, throughout this rant he did from his tiny desk, he was starting to float the idea that there was all this fraud and, you know, it's not, it was unfair. I don't believe that Joe Biden got more, uh, you know, votes than me. Then a reporter, you know, just tried to talk straight facts and then like this back and forth was very heated i think is indicative of just sort of where the president is this election was a fraud i mean they have biden beating obama on obama's vote in areas that mattered in terms of the election in swing states and yet he's losing to obama all over the place but he's beating mm -hmm. obama in swing states which are the states that mattered for purposes of the election so no i can't say that at all I think it's a it's a possibility. They're trying to look between you people. Don't answer, don't talk to me that way. You're just a you're just a lightweight. Don't talk to me that. Way. Don't talk to. I'm the president of the United States. Don't ever talk to the president that way. Ooh. Don't you okay. dare talk to your mother that way. You're just way. a lightweight. Um, oh, okay, sir. I mean, again, this is just sort of that whole thing of. This person was trying to interject by being like, "You're saying bullshit again." Like, what about this? First of all. You know, that's he then aggressively just comes at this reporter. It's and it, it, it he doesn't normally have like that tone. It's always just like dismissive or just like whatever, right. blah, blah, blah. But this now is just like it's like a fit. Feelings are like, getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he also we've seen this is that he just thinks being president means that you are God in this country without actually earning the respect of people. And right. so when people are like, you know, just sort of giving, giving back to him what he's given to other people, he's like, what the fuck is this? Don't ever yeah. talk to your father that way. Yeah. Like, you mean, it really you mean, sounded like you a... mean the president fool and you didn't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He hit us with a bird man. He was like, put some respect yeah. on my name. Put some respect <laughs> on my name. Yeah. With like tears in his face though, yeah, too. Like, and you're like, put Whoa. some respect on my name. Damn. But one thing I will say about Trump that, you know, I'm probably going to adopt myself because I'm telling y'all when you turn evil, you live longer, you sleep better. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just, empathy is killing us all. Uh, but it, Trump, Trump lives out loud, okay? Mm -hmm. And for all you uh, college students who have that up on stickers on, on your wall, JK, y'all doing Zoom college. But um, 
Live out loud, bro. This nigga lives out loud, okay? Yeah. Whatever he's feeling, we're gonna know it. Whatever he's, whenever he's upset, he's gonna show it. And, you know, normally some people would have like internal turmoil. Like, you know, I would, like, that's why we like, like, uh, biographies and documentaries about presidents, cause it's like, oh, he was struggling with this and we never knew. We know everything Trump's going everything. to. Everything. <laughs> he will yeah. tell us. He's like, I had a bad shit this morning. Like, yeah. why? We don't need to know this. Four D chess, man. This guy's a fucking genius. It's like, no, y'all don't no. realize you've hitched your wagon to this narcissist, uh, his star, and it's not going up; it's going down. And y'all are just mm. being like, yeah, like not think they're mistaking his conspiracy theories because that's his form of self protection in his state of abject narcissism as being a grand plan to keep the GOP in power. And it's like, y'all aren't even, can't even take that step to be like, first of all, why is this person talking? Whatever. We love it because it seemed to be the brand we were all in on. And now it's just going to go, you know, bring everyone down with it. And he's gone. You know, the other L that he took over the weekend was in Wisconsin. The campaign paid $3 million to get this recount to be like, Mm. yeah, man, wait, do you see all these illegal votes? It turned out that Biden gained more votes, like by like ninety votes or something, after they paid ninety yeah, million. Exactly. And then the president's like, "Well, it wasn't. It wasn't about. It was about finding illegal votes. Stay tuned." And it's no. Right. And the, it's then the anecdotal reporting is all about how the ones like on election night he was screaming and yelling about like seeing these returns and how like Fox was already sort of had the narrative momentum that he was going to lose, and he could not believe it, and he was mm. just like coming at anybody that was in his way of just rejecting what was happening in front of him. And on top of it, the people that he's now bringing in closer are the ones who have the least connection to like the accepted reality of this election that he has lost. So uh, I feel like it seems hacked to compare him to Hitler, but like that, that scene where uh, in the end of downfall, where like Hitler loses it and everybody has like put fake subtitles yeah. over it, uh, like when they update logic to uh, logic ten, right? Like, yeah, or Final exactly. Cut ten from Final like, Cut that seven. Just, that seems like dead on exactly what was happening to him. Is he was surrounded by people who told him whatever he wanted to hear, and finally those people had to tell him the truth, and he started seeing the truth, and it was just lost all control. Um, yeah, which is, yeah, not that surprising because it seems like uh, narcissism is the cheat code to becoming the Fuhrer of a country. Yeah, right. And him turning on Brian Kemp was so funny to me um, because I was actually in the state of Georgia when that election, the governor race was happening with Stacey Abrams, and we were block walking and you know doing whatever we could because obviously we couldn't vote in Georgia because I don't live there, but I was working there. And that election was, if you want to talk about stolen elections, like, the way they set that shit up, like, I saw firsthand with my own eyes, like, there were schools where there was supposed to be voting happening, and they sent the voting machines and not the plugs, and, like, you know, just shady-ass shit that they did the entire time. And I think Trump was pissed at Brian, like, well, you stole your election, you supposed to help me steal mine, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, well, but we did all the shit that we, we did for that one. He's like, but the problem is... Uh, you're 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 on a level of fuckery that is unparalleled by many other candidates. So it would have to literally just be like, we'll just say we had an election and we'll just announce you the winner without even looking at the results. That's the level of election right. I think he wanted. And yeah, to your point, even just to pivot to Georgia, like that's currently the state that has the it's the entire focal point of American politics right now because of this Senate runoff race and mm-hmm. also because the president 
hates Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State there. And it's a very fucking weird situation. We've been talking over the last week or so about like, is it infighting or is this voter suppression? Because like on one hand, it looks like they're just ripping each other to shreds and they might not get their shit together in time for this runoff, which which would be great. But that also has an effect for people who are going to go support Ossoff and Warnock that it would be like, oh, well, maybe we don't. It's not as intense because these people are already, you know, getting signed lined pretty rapidly. Now that we're looking at like what the president is doing, it, I think it can be both horrific infighting and definitely have the the uh, the feelings of voter suppression. But the infighting for sure is not fake anymore. Like it's straight up, they're they're coming after each other because you know uh, the president came at Brian Kemp tweeting over the weekend and said, "Why won't Governor Brian Kemp, the hapless governor of Georgia, use his emergency powers?" which can be easily done to overrule his obstinate secretary of state and do a match of signatures on envelopes. It will be a gold mine of fraud and we will easily win the state. So he was like, hi, I'm telling you the roadmap to throw away the election for me. Right. And he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. And he had a, he had a kind of the longest uninterrupted just chance to speak his mind over the weekend uh, mm -hmm. from the uh, acclaimed journalist Maria Bartiromo, uh, <laughs> who was just there to let it rip. Let him let it rip. She was just right. like, I am out of your way, sir. You, you say Take what it away. you need to say. Yeah. I, I also got an email this morning from... I like signed up for all the Trump conspiracy uh, emails just to see like what they're what they're saying. It's a fun ride. And they it's sent a me a really ride. sad one this morning where they were like, uh, we are going to get Trump back in office for another term in a very roundabout way. And it's not the way you're thinking. He's going to run again in 2024. So it's like that's oh where they're God. at, where they've oh, like kind of no. admitted that they lost. Um, right. And so the, the that Bartiromo interview really began to unsettle things because he was saying like how he regrets endorsing Kemp. And, you know, essentially because he did fuck all to just flip the table on the election. Uh, but, you know, that quote was enough to basically single to the signal to the base that Kemp has to be primaried now in 2022. It's essentially saying, like, yeah. you have fallen out of the protective sphere of Trumpism. You are now diametrically opposed to it. We now hate you. And there are a lot of, like, Republican operatives that were uh, they interviewed in this Daily Beast article just being sort of being like, oh, yeah, like, he's going to be primary. Like, don't no one wants to be you don't want to get near camp if you want to do like if you want the base at all. So this is like where the fracturing is starting. And, you know, now it puts Kemp in this like very. Which it's a logical ending position to be in where you're trying to stand up for yourself against the president while also deep throating the boot at the same time. Like, yeah. I don't, it's a very weird position to be in because there was a COVID, very COVID centric press conference he had where he kept Trump out of his mouth. Like, he was just being like, let's just talk about COVID, blah, 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 blah. And then when someone finally asked, like, hey, what do you think about like Trump and this and that? And like, what's going on with his pursuit of like the election results? He sort of gave that very milk toast, like I support the, his pursuit of having all legal votes counted. It's right, like, sure, right. You say that so he sees that. But then when he was asked about all the fallout and like lawsuits that are happening in the election, he says this quote: 
Over the last several weeks, unfortunately, we've seen a lot of misinformation and more recently, quite honestly, baseless baseless attacks that are absolutely absurd and accusations made against myself and my family. These are ridiculous. They only seek to breed fear, create confusion, and sow discord amongst our citizens. So it's like he's pushing back a little bit against Trump, but not saying his Would name. Would never say his name, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird position and... You know, I, we'll see what happens if people are going to stay home or not or whatever. But Ronna McDaniel, the chair of the RNC, she went to Georgia and over the weekend, people were screaming in her face saying like, why should we vote? The elect, the outcome's already determined anyway. The whole thing's rigged. Right. And she was like, fuck, no, uh, it's only going to be rigged if you give up on the process. I don't, she's like, she looks so fucking confused. Like, what do I say to these people right now? Um, and I don't know if that's like, you know, Roger Stone aligned rabble rousers who are there to just kind of get those takes out and get her a little to get her to sweat. But people were fucking cheering. So I don't know. Right. It's it's just a very all that to say is if you live in the state of Georgia, check your fucking registration. Make sure everybody's registered because the, the January is the time to fucking go vote in that runoff. Yeah. And vote. Don't pay attention to any of this stuff. Don't pay attention to the polls. What they say, you know, Leffler and whatever the fuck, like whatever they Purdue. say is happening. Like you have Purdue. Yeah. yeah, you have to go vote. Um, that's why I love Stacey Abrams because listen, Stacey's out here. She gonna get as many votes as she possibly can. For- yeah. <laughs> because it might have been a blessing that you know Brian Kemp stole her election because it really illuminated a lot of us, including her, to the fact that like, oh yeah, they're gonna steal it if they can. They will yeah. voter suppress as hard as they can. So she really went out here and hit the pavement with a lot of other Black women organizers. Um, so hopefully they'll continue to do that. I mean, Stacey was at the Jeezy versus Gucci Mane versus. Yeah. In Georgia, telling <laughs> yeah. people to vote. I said, this bitch, not her outside of Magic City, you getting people registered while right. they buy their hot wings and hookah. Right, right. Okay? <laughs> she, look, she's not playing with the girls, and I love it. So, you know, Georgia, please show up for us, because even though it's messy, they could still win this. But it is kind of cool to see Trump supporters basically at this point turning against they've always been like this little dirty seedy part of the republican party where everyone in the republican party is like they're stupid but we have to like keep them on our side because like we need the votes so to see them get into this point where they're like fuck the republican party is so interesting right and beautiful because they have been abused by the republican party they really have they they've been treated like yahoos in the middle of nowhere who are worth nothing other than you know every four years we need to rile them up with some racism and they've been suffering too so you know it's Mm -hmm. i love to see it yeah it's just it's it it's funny though like with stacy abrams right being a democrat like she responded how we want people to respond someone fucks with you you said oh okay i got something for you you, that's mm-hmm. how you want to fucking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got something for you. Well, just wait till fucking twenty. Wait, just fucking wait. I'll turn this motherfucker bluer than fucking Snoop Dogg's underwear. Just you wait and see. And you know we have leadership on like higher up at the federal level who are getting smacked around on the daily and are just like, okay, well, I don't want to. I don't want to look like a, yeah. a brawler. Here, try the other cheek now. Yeah. Like we. You, we need the same energy because that's the that's precisely the kind of motivation and energy that we need to be even make fucking headway for working people and any kind of modicum of equality that people are seeking is not to just be like, okay, well, let's see what happens. It's like, oh, that's how you want to fuck? Okay, I, I got something for your ass. Like, we don't have enough politicians that got something for somebody. 
on the hill, right. and we need we more need people. More pettiness in yeah, the Democratic exactly. Party. And just like <laughs> the resolve to say, I will not let this transgression stand. That's what I, I will not. Exactly. Yeah, the Kemp Trump like sort of rift that's happening right now. I feel like shows us one of the ways that. Uh, the establishment is going to sort of get back in the good graces of the like mainstream media is because Trump is going to continue attacking the establishment Republicans who like don't side with him. And there's going to continue to be this, uh, you know, division within the Republican Party. I feel like the mainstream media will, you know, be like, well, Brian Kemp like did, did it. He uh, stood up to Trump and like he's going to get away with shit like where i i oh, feel like course. that's the way that this is going to happen is like and then they'll continue to be like is black lives matter a problem for the democratic party yes like of what the yeah. fuck are you talking about but that's the whole that's the problem is that the black lives matter movement is the precise thing of we will not let transgression stand that's why right. there's energy behind it cuz it it feels like something is going to come of it a lot of right. times you look at time, yeah, but it happens. I mean, if you talk about L.A. specifically with Jackie Lacey, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have since as long as I can remember that I've lived in Los Angeles. You know, I've seen like Merlina Abdullah, like people out protesting every Wednesday in front of Jackie Lacey's office to get her ass out of office. And it finally happened this year. So it's like that stuff. It may take time, but, you know, just holding on to that. It's not pettiness. I call it pettiness to be kind of cheeky. Yeah, sure. But sure. like holding on to that shit and being like, no, we're going to get you. Yeah, it right. may take time, but we don't really get that from the Democratic Party at large. I mean, we had Joe Biden out here tweeting all this come together bullshit. And we were like, no, we're not coming. We're yeah. not coming together. We're going to fix this shit. And, and and this is not going back to politics as usual. That's not why we hired you. And we're going to be on your ass, too. Yeah, it's not mm. come together. It's come come catch these hands for the for all this <laughs> bullshit that happened. What the fuck are you talking about? Come like, together. Where? Like, where? Who? Yeah, what part? Just tell me which parking lot. Yeah, which part are we coming together? We're coming at? together at, I'm yeah. Because I'm, I'm gonna, I'll probably roll fifty deep. Right, these hands gonna come together with your face, and we're we all pulling come. up in escalades like on some <laughs> like a movie scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And before we uh, move on to broader, sillier cultural stuff, <laughs> one uh, detail, Mazi, you pointed out, I had totally missed from the election. Like as we're kind of having a chance to divide and you know lo- look at the voting data, uh, one statistic that popped up is that Trump actually performed worse in counties where he held rallies in the build-up yeah. to the election. Those last two weeks when we're like, fuck, he's taking the racism road show out there and mm. he's go every he's doing all the hits. Mm. Uh, and we were like, this, I guess, makes sense because we were always saying, like, I guess the strategy is just to be like race, turn the racism up to fucking 11 and let's just see what shakes out. If we blow the speakers out, maybe some weird shit will come out. And we'll find some new supporters. Uh, those two weeks, they said there were 30 Trump campaign rallies in that period or stops. Uh, this is like analysis NBC News did from Arizona, Nebraska to Pennsylvania, quote, in five counties that Trump visited, he saw better results than he did in 2016. But in the remaining 25, his margins of victory got smaller. His margin of defeat grew or the county flipped Democratic. So wow. I mean, he did leave him out in the cold. The girls yeah. were getting bust one yes. way. 
And then when you got a three mile walk back to your car in the freezing cold, maybe you start thinking a little bit. Right. <laughs> maybe exactly. it's like, what the fuck hmm. was that? God damn, he just took off in a fucking jet, like in our face like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> God damn. And I mean, you know, in Michigan, it would be like him talking shit. Everywhere he went, he was just talking shit about people and bringing the worst out, calling Ilhan Omar, whatever, this, that, and the other. And I think the thing that they're realizing too is, it just polarized people even more. It's like, yes, you may energize your base a little bit, but having all these people come out in public and have these like racist hooting and hollering, people are like, oh, no, we got to end this shit too. Yeah. And yeah, that's the absolutely. thing they didn't realize or the analysis shows is like, it also just has this effect of like, A, him slandering the state he's in for the rally right. didn't help that much. Uh, in some places, like it maybe helped like in the microscopic county or precinct level. But overall, like it just had this effect of unsettling a lot of people by bringing the circus to town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also the answer to uh, the thing that he was pointing out that like Biden outperformed Obama in certain counties and in swing states is like people were voting against Trump. You. More, yeah. yeah, they were voting against you. You had done such a bad job. Like, that is where that energy is coming from. Yeah. That's where this energy that made you lose in places where you had a rally so, was coming from. In a way, Donald, I should say this. You know, you're right. Biden is not more popular than Barack Obama. And right. you know what? It's only because of you, Donald. Right. Only because of you <laughs> was this able to happen. Only because it really wasn't about Biden. Not many people were really loving the shit out of Biden. It was only because of you, sir. So you should take that home and realize that you're the United States. Don't ever talk to the president of the United States like that ever again. Don't ever do that. (laughs) Go to your room. No Xbox either. If I hear that shit turn on, I'm fucking. I'll I'll turn the whole power off in the house. I swear to God. Sorry, Lacey. You were saying that's normally not the case. That's a good point. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that's normally not the case. Like when you have a candidate who people hate, and then you have a candidate that people are just indifferent about, the person who people hate still wins. Like Kerry versus Bush. Like we wanted Bush out, but we didn't have the numbers because people were just like, we don't, we don't freaking care about this other guy. Yeah, Yeah, about this ketchup husband. We don't care about him. So, (laughs) so it's a deep cut for those of you who know. But yeah. <laughs> he was just some ketchup hoe, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> people didn't care. So it's, you know, when you get enough, and I think with Hillary, it was the thing of like, people were like, oh, okay, we actually do have to come out and vote just in case. Uh, right. That fear was stronger than yeah. it ever has been before. Because we all just assumed Hillary was going to win, even though people weren't excited about her. So it's like this year, they were like, oh, we, we actually need to go uh, vote. And with Barack yeah. Obama, it was like, oh, he's cool. He's charismatic. He talks good. He's hot. Like, he'll win. I don't need to go vote for him. Right. Yeah. And then this year going into it's like, oh, y'all racist, racist. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're we're coming out then. We have to Y'all are are that stupid that we actually have to come out and just try and flip these numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, each election, I feel like anytime there's, you know, conventional wisdom going into election, it's usually bullshit because there's so few elections. It's just so different each time. Yeah. Well, this feels like we really could have been careening into a real race war which black folks look have we talked about like uh, i guess we probably should have had a race war back in the day but we yeah. like we didn't have the numbers you know right, so man. we did the work to just try to reform society into better you know morality and stop treating people horribly but now i'm looking around and i was like y'all really look like y'all edging towards the race war and i'm not trying to die in a race war like if we have a race war i'm gonna be on the corner handing out water and snacks <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you like yeah, yeah. Fight! Yeah. I ain't fighting. Really? <laughs> like, oh my god! I don't want to die. 
Okay. Y'all need to turn the kid. Y'all should pull up the third street. I'm gonna be out there with the cooler. Anna Anna sent me this meme. I think it was Anna of Mariah Carey throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game, and she's doing it in such diva style. And it was saying like me throwing my my first grenade during the Civil War. <laughs> this dainty thing, like ah! grenade. Ah! Ah! Oh my god, y'all! Oh my god, I blew up that APC. Ah! <laughs> How do I shoot a stinger? Uh oh! Ah! Ah, right. It's like I don't want to do this. I took a black I'm... hawk down. Ah! I don't know. <laughs> what do right, you well... load the fifty cal? Ah! <laughs> Let's move from white fragility in the political sphere to white fragility in the cultural sphere because we're seeing Eric Clapton, acclaimed guitarist musician. Uh, has joined Van Morrison to perform songs railing against shutdown measures and uh, Come on, social Jack, distancing slavery. requests. Just say it with your chest, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, basically they're <laughs> mad that the government won't let them indirectly kill their old ass fan base uh, with concerts. Like that's what Van Morrison is oh complaining my about. God, he he wants to be able to have concerts. Uh, the the lyrics to his songs, I think we've. Maybe covered them. No more lockdowns. No more government overreach. No more right. fascist bullies disturbing our peace. No more taking of our freedom and our God-given rights, pretending it's our safety when it's really to enslave. Missed the rhyme on that last one, but that's yeah. A, uh, uh, th- this one is really <laughs> weird because it's rhyme. like yeah, yeah. This one. So as I walked out, all the streets were empty. The government said everyone should stay home, and they spread fear and loathing and no hope for the future. Not many did question this very strange move. That mm. just reads like a fucking Tucker Carlson like monologue. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, he can't also calls the imperial. About to do an add on to your house, and now you can't because right. you can't tour. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. Uh, he's worried about. He keeps couching it as he's worried about the live uh, music venues and not his own. And uh, give him your money, money from your inexhaustible funds, you fucking right. loser. What are you talking about? If you're concerned about it, then. Give you? Do you not have excess capital that you could you could give away charitably? It's just like this idea too of like it's almost like Trump too. It's like it's not even the like I want to talk to my fans. It's like I need to get out in front of people because that's like my high that I chase even into yeah. my old age. Yeah. It's like I need that shit to feel alive, to feel relevant for all these fucking retirees at the Van Morrison show. Yeah, uh, he also oh, accused the Imperial College scientists of making up crooked facts because who would know better than Van Morrison? So Eric Clapton joining that was a story from over the long weekend. There was also a Man Booker like novelist recipient uh, came out in a recent interview and said uh, he wouldn't win a Man Booker Award in today's, or I guess it's just the Booker Prize uh, in today's quote woke environment. So essentially <sighs> railing against the attempt to have award recipients and the content of the material being rewarded in the humanities reflect humanity. Like that's, that's what he's pissed off about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, get mad, you know, sorry, you, you grew up on a diet of bullshit and people are getting smarter than you. And now you're like, well, this is woke. It's like, well, no, you were saying dumb, ignorant shit and couching it in academic language. So you felt yeah. like you were being 
you know, just talking facts. Yeah. Right. Also, like, I'm tired of white people stealing all our fun words. Like, woke literally just meant you woke up one day, if you were black, mm-hmm. and realized how much nonsense you had been believing yourself because white people told you to. Right. That's literally where it started. Like, I remember waking up when I was grading my cousin's papers and he was a teacher in Brooklyn and I was like I can't even say these names like why are these kids names like this and he was like everybody's names made up and I was like oh you right he was like Sarah and Jane are just acceptable to you because white people told you and I was like oh you right wake up call and then I had become woke and then I just started reading more and understanding more learning that tipping is based in slavery learning like like the fact that they didn't want to pay black workers because they wanted them to still be slaves so they were like oh we'll start this tipping process so that everyone can pay them something I guess so they can live come back to work tomorrow like just learning shit like that every day and being like but it's not this phrase that white people have bastardized it into of like oh we're being mean to you because you're white it's like no you taught us a bunch of shit that was wrong because you're white our history books are just a bunch of lies and like we learned about it and now we're awakening to the fact that y'all been lying this whole time sorry or like cancel cancel used to be a fun word on black twitter we would just be like oh she canceled and like we would laugh about it and laugh and that was it and now canceled is a whole like rabbit hole of nonsense of old white people being afraid of like their careers being ruined because they did a bunch of fuck shit and it's like that's not where it came from Right. I well, it's like anything, it. you know, it's like <laughs> like black people having fun with something. It becomes mainstream culture. And then there's like a white reaction to it. It's like, is hip hop killing our children? Right. Or like, is woke <laughs> culture destroying journalism? Or like, is, you know, whatever the fucking is cancel culture the thing? It's like next you're like, is your child saying no cap? And what that means is your child <laughs> capping. News at Do 11. they have a cap? We're actually yes. all wearing caps right now. Yes. So. And it's and there's nothing but cap on here on this podcast, as some people will say. They're just <laughs> capping all the time. Maybe we are. But yeah, it's just like this, you know, whatever. And it's just funny that they have to, it's always about sort of presenting themselves as the oppressed class because right. that yeah. seems to be like the new switcheroo. So it's like, come on now. Slavery yeah. was not fun, y'all. I promise. Yeah, they had songs. But yeah, we've had a bunch of. You know movies, what it is? But the shit wasn't fun. It's the like, same. You way, don't want to be a slave. But it's like this disingenuous way of like looking at the outcries and complaints of like people of color, indigenous people in this country who have actually been on the shitty end of American oppression, colonialism, and are being like, "Fuck, see, like that's why they get to do that because that happened to them. See, we need that to happen to us, and then when we say this stuff, people mm-hmm. will have to treat it seriously because then we can say it's happening to us." With but without actually seeing the nuance and realizing you're part of the dominant part of society, you are yeah. the oppressive class just by default. So it's going to maybe in like seventy years, eighty years, when like white people truly maybe are like a minority, and they're like, "You see what they're doing to us." They canceled right. the Hallmark 25 Days of Christmas Festival. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. But yeah, there will come a time where that tipping point does occur. And maybe they will be able to be like, look at, we're trying to preserve our culture. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you that means, I'm assuming. In the anger, yeah. in the anger and in the just irrationality, you can see like they... N- there's a part of them that knows. Like there's a dissonance yeah. there where they, you know, they, they're able to write novels that are, you know, coherent in their ideology and not like outwardly racist. Like they can put together a worldview that does not cohere with like this bullshit that they're talking about. And 
part of them realize this and that's why they're pissed. That's why they want to be the victim and they know they're not. And yeah, I don't know. I, I've been reading all this like CIA black ops history of this book, the Jakarta method. And it's like so much of like this cultural hegemony that they've been like benefiting from for the past century is built on like actual, like, brutal black ops and the blood of innocent people around the world like the the mm -hmm. western oh, yeah. like yeah straight up like this it's just like brutal like the 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 idea that a person a british author or a irish author would have the balls to be like uh, like it's not fair to me it, like at this point after like having won the booker prize years earlier like if he knew the truth or like had like some sense of history he should be like offering to give that back not like complaining right. that he can't get a second one um but and i think part part of him realizes that and that's where this fucking just bullshit comes from mm, mm, mm. well let's talk about uh just rounded out the the white fragility watch with the crown some people uh, are demanding. Uh, Netflix put a, quote, health warning at the top of the show. I'm sorry, health? Health. Health. Indicating that it's a work of fiction, uh, though it's not actually clear how, like, absorbing a dramatized version of the life of the queen and her family would actually impede your health, obviously. Oh, also, you don't know that. Speak for yourself. <laughs> right. This is making me sick. Yeah. Okay. Half-baked got me to smoke weed. So don't tell me about how fa uh, fiction can affect you in the real world. The culture uh, secretary is who is making this complaint, uh, uh, writing to Netflix this week to express his concerns. Um, yeah. And <laughs> what the, <laughs> wait, wait, what is the dispute over, essentially? That they just don't like that it's like they're taking liberties with our history <laughs> sort of thing? Yeah, just saying. No, nah, they that make they... Charles look like a bitch because he is a bitch, and now Charles <laughs> is getting all types of shit. Exactly, it's so funny to get on Twitter and be like, "Prince Charles is a bitch." Like, just to right. see that phrase. Like, right. <laughs> anybody who's done research into him, it's it is like the definition of fragile, like hot house flower who like just can't be allowed to interact with the outside world in any unmediated way because he's just completely like on a different planet uh and when aw. i tell y'all they dragging him by them ears honey they are <laughs> dragging charles this season and you know there have been reports that queen elizabeth has seen the uh, previous seasons of the crown and was like well i liked it and right. then this season she was like okay y'all dragging my son too much <laughs> like She's we like, gotta turn no, this, this off this is cop. Like, this is all cop. this is cop it's all cap <laughs> with a even. Health minister, so write to cap. Netflix and tell them to please <laughs> cease the capping at once. <laughs> like, it's such nuanced shade that you cannot <laughs> watch the fourth season of The Crown and just be like, I fucking hate Prince Charles. And they know that. Like, there's a moment with Charles and the Queen where Charles is showing his new manor in Gloucestershire that he's living in with uh, Princess Diana to his mother. And he starts describing, like, how he wants the garden to feel like him and his vibe. And he started going on and on. And the Queen uh, on the show... She started looking around like, bitch, what else? Like, I'm bored. Like, they, like, when take, like, when I tell you, they take every opportunity to be like, this nigga sucks. So right, right. <laughs> Always paint him like that, like, boo beautiful. I mean, yeah, so but I, I wonder, I, do you think maybe it was Prince? He's like, mummy, 
They're just oh. they're going in on me on this Netflix show. But I feel she like doesn't even a, care. She's like, oh, fine. There's a lot she of people. Sucks, there's a whole like we were talking about. We have an industry of like celebrity gossip, like journalists and paparazzi, and like they have a whole wing of that in England that is dedicated to royal watchers who like have internalized like these people because it's always like the same people and they like defend them. Like right. one of the complaints is that the portrayal of Prince Charles's fishing technique is not correct. It makes him look less manly, I guess. Uh, and oh, the my, drama that's... confuses. I mean, that, that definitely feels like something that came directly from him, but I feel like culturally they got the whole, they've internalized it. They, yeah. they well, view that I think as like a reflection because... of them. Because the monarchy itself is just fragile in that sense, you know, like it's it's oh, all yeah. built on like divine right of it was all fucking vaporware from the beginning. It's like, well, we have the most money and we'll just kill anybody who disagrees with us. And then you get that momentum going into now. And it's like this. There's like this sense of like no one shall shade the throne. And it's like, yeah, well, watch this. We're living in a new era. Right. I'm, I'm going to make a fucking show about you. And now they don't know what the fuck to do. Like they're right. truly like it's. Their whole thing is like it's going to fuck up people's perception of this mo- this family, like, and that's why we need this warning on there because they're I mean, so. Just like, this, this was like a third rail thing, like, no, what, what the fuck y'all doing? Right. I mean, why do you guys think that Queen Elizabeth hasn't died yet? Like, the girl was like, I can't leave this shit to Charles. Like, he is right. going to ruin it. Like, <laughs> She's like Ruth Bader she, Ginsburg. She's like, I can't right. just not quite yet. Sorry. Right. She's they, holding on till Charles dies. The second she's sprinkled that dirt <laughs> over his little grave in the church, she's going to be like, all right, child, y'all lay me down too. I'm good. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> as a mother, you hate to see it, but finally. <laughs> there are those rumors. There are rumors that have been floated that he's going to abdicate and let uh, William take over, like just go from Elizabeth to William. And you know she planted those rumors. She's like, of course uh, she did. You know what would be a good idea, actually? Because <laughs> your son, like, you know, who, was... who looked like he's done a couple push ups. You know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> he should be the king. I don't know, Charles. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Now, please come yeah. grind your mother's corns. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just but, like, Charles, you can either do that or, you know, so one of these days that tea may not be tea in the way you think it is. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Something might happen to you. You know what I mean? Other complaints from the, this cultural minister, the drama confuses show jumping with eventing and Hickstead with badminton. No wonder the horse of hound set are choking on their GNTs. Uh, and Wait, I'm sorry. What was the sentence you said? Yeah, say that again. <laughs> Show jumping, uh, hor- horse, an equestrian event with eventing, okay. uh, with yeah, eventing, and then Hickstead, which I think is a sport, with badminton. Uh, I'm having trouble saying badminton, uh, but that's yeah. the word. I think that's what <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Hickstead <laughs> is a horse or. Oh no! I think they're saying that they confused like a badminton-like game with Hickstead. Oh, um, but Jokes. like that's that's what they think deserves. Damn, the, you know uh, what? Though? We thought we thought white people were fragile in the U.S. God right. damn! Like at least <laughs> <laughs> they're like at least be like our guns and shit. They're like, and they're mixing up Hickstead with Badmonton, Badmonty. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck. What are you talking about? Sir but producer Anna Hosni like that. Sir producer Anna Hosni uh, informs me that I can say badminton. I don't have uh, to say like badminton. Bad... Yeah, Damn, badminton. Holes up in my mitten. It's the badminton. The okay, dad jokes. <laughs> so by. I watched one. <laughs> I watched one episode of the show. The first episode, 
So one of the complaints is that the queen wasn't saluting properly. Have you seen like in any of the series the way the queen like salutes? Like she's like like her Elizabeth hand is asleep. Yeah, Elizabeth. I, I like, always feel like it's this thing, like just rotating the wrist. Oh, that's yeah, another like one. This another move. Weird yeah. hand move. What's yeah, the one you're doing? Like Jack? She's like cupping this looks some like balls, or like yeah, or like unscrewing a whimsical light bulb. Yeah, yeah. So that happens <laughs> in the first episode. The king goes out and does that, and then Elizabeth goes out and does that, and that was the moment where I was like, "Oh, this is all just the authors and the creators of this show just like projecting." human emotions onto people who are absolutely empty and like just completely from another planet because like nobody, nobody could possibly wave like that and be (laughs) a normal person. Like that's, they, they make them seem normal and like, they're like, Oh, but I'm in love. And then like my dad wants this and this is happening. And like, I'm worried about my health, but then they go out and like wave like that. And it's just like, come on. That, that is a inhuman uh, act that wave, and, and also shout out to the crown for coughing up blood every. Oh yeah, <laughs> every season you're gonna get somebody coughing up blood. Oh the really? Is it, of, there's yeah. always a white napkin reveal. Like literally or the first toilet. thing that happens in the show is like is a, <laughs> a cough up blood. Oh, a reveal. Dude, my f- <laughs> then he keeps it to himself. We don't uh, talk about know. that trope. Is the the, I mean, we. I think we talk about it on this show, but just the coughing to a napkin, seeing it, and then folding it, and talking like, <laughs> you know it away. I mean? like, yeah. As somebody so walks in the room, huh? no, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yes, everything's good. And everything's the plans good. for your ninth birthday are coming along swimmingly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wild show. Just what based on one episode, Lacey, are you caught up on this? Oh, yeah, I fully will. I devoured it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, there's a scene where you just see someone cleaning a chair for, like, way too long. Like, the shit is boring, but it's good because, I don't know, just the, how it's shot. The directing is great and the actors are great. But it's like the scandal will be like, she needs a tutor. That's an hour episode. Like, what? Right, right. <laughs> like, fuck. Really? <laughs> but I love it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Also, the the other show that, like, could use a trigger warning is queen's gambit because oh yeah we talked about that. <laughs> yeah the alcoholism and drug abuse like they just make it it's just it's like what a they fun, made it so cute a fun they made it look like what yeah what i thought doing drugs and alcohol was <laughs> when i was 16 right and then like, she yeah just, dude, you go to like the next level when you drink and do drugs <laughs> she's not in recovery <laughs> yeah, exactly like what and then recovery is her just deciding not to do it so maybe yeah. put a trigger she warning on no that. help yeah. She needed no help. She needed to talk to no one. She just decided she her way like, out. Yeah. I'm good, actually. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I was wilding. I don't know what that was yeah. about. Anyway. And emotional revelations. I feel like that's yeah. the big thing that people misunderstand about recovery is that like it's you're going to like have a revelation where it's like, my mom was mean to me, and that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Newsflash, news yeah, that's, that's everyone, no matter how good you always have some form of that. That ain't it. Uh, well, Lacey, as always, such a pleasure having you on the Daily Thank Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you guys can find me on the interwebs at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you like scams, robbery, and comedy, you can listen mm-hmm. to my podcast, Scam Goddess, on all platforms. Um, I just have to say this before I go out. Uh, Nate Robinson getting beat by Jake Paul feels like racism. Uh. 
yeah, he had to, to prepare. Nate Robinson wasn't ready. This man was like fucking Dolph Lundgren. Jake Paul was in a fucking lab, like just working so hard. He's like, I'm going to fucking prove I'm just like the shittiest bro on earth. Nate Robinson. Oh, you hate you really Black hate people have been through enough. We yeah. enough in 2020. We lost Chadwick Boseman. We did not deserve this. Uh, just he he went to sleep. He was sleep the the like ten did feet see, before it hitting the ground. It was really. Did something. you see the video where they put the Windows 95 on him and it was like he got hit and it was like. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, no. <laughs> I, oh shit! I, I have not up. been that upset about a, a piece of news that didn't affect me in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, well, because no one's rooting for Jake Paul except for like his fans. You know, right. everyone else on earth is like, please lose. So it felt like fucked up karma for him to like be victorious. Although going into that fight, I'm like, ah, Nate Robinson doesn't seem very dedicated to like this fight. I think he thinks he's going to go on like the strength of being like, I'm Nate Robinson. I have a throat tattoo. And. You know, going up against some dude who's, I don't know if he's doing PEDs, man. I would get that checked out. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know, like the the side of the equation who is calling for that fight, because it's such a random matchup. It's like somebody knew something, and I'm guessing it was Jake Paul who was like, hey, let's box. You know, it's like, yeah, you never want to fight the guy who like really wants to fight. That's usually a bad sign. Yeah, Yeah, you're like, yo, yo, yo. No, you want to spar? Because the second you start throwing haymakers, bro, I'm not getting in this ring with you. You're like, no, 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 man. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go, bro. Let's go. Just fucking fucking friendly box, man. Just fucking friendly, 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 friendly. And they just come hitting me with the, the, ooh. Yeah, not a good one. I feel like, look, we just need to, when you get the right person in the ring, and then we can all celebrate on new Christmas was when we see Jake Paul just get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, Tyson, maybe bring that, That'll be the rematch. <laughs> That's what we need. Like, it's why don't you tournament? fight somebody who really, you know. <laughs> Jake Paul probably, in his mind, he's like, I could fight anybody now. Yeah. I oh, fucked up Nate Robinson, sure. who's oh, yeah, in the NBA. Saying. Right. Yeah. He said Mayweather. He was. He like, said, yeah, yeah in a street me. fight. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not going to connect mm-hmm. a fucking punch on Floyd Mayweather. Like, right. he could fight with his hands. He'll just, his head work will fuck you up. Right. Oh, Ooh. that would I would love to watch that. Um, I mean, Floyd Mayweather did feel some type of way about it because he came out and was like, "Hey, man, leave Nate Robinson alone." You yeah. know, like, <laughs> don't. Leave I'm not gonna. Alone. Yeah, like it really was because I mean, yeah, it, you hate to see it, but people were like re- just reveling in it. He was like, "Just don't kick a man when he's down." Hopefully, that can be uh, Floyd Mayweather's Stacey Robinson losing to Brian Kemp in the gubernatorial election for then him to be like, you know what, Jake Paul, I will. Be, I am ready. And I hope you are too. <laughs> uh, Lacey, is there a money. tweet you've been enjoying? Yes, I just went to my Twitter to find that. This is from at Tinker with four R's underscore. And she says, food be in the microwave hollering and don't even be hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why that made me chuckle. It's so true. true. <laughs> I mean, they're pop, pop, popping and you think it's going to yeah. be sweltering and it's cold on the bottom. Uh. So, yes. <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, uh, and also 420 Day Fiance, the other podcast talking 90 Day Fiance. Uh, this t- tweet is from Bethy Squires at Bethy B S Q U. She tweets: All the Quibi billboards have become Saved by the Bell billboards. Nature oh, is healing. Yeah, you know. It's true. Uh, it's like from, from one, one rotting corpse emerges a flower. 
It's the circle of life. Um, that was such a huge L. But shout out to all my friends who got their paychecks before that shit went down. I was yeah. like, y'all better go to the bank now. Cash some <laughs> checks. Make sure they clear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying. Uh, Haley Kiefer tweeted, most people don't know that when Adam Sandler says Shabadoo, it's actually a portmanteau of shopping to do. And they don't know that because it's not true. Uh, <laughs> find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding into the afternoon upon? Oh, well, to, to, let's take it to jolly old England, shall we? Nice. Uh, this is Lord Apex with OKHO. It's called <laughs> Cruising with the Lights Off. Uh, Prince Charles' yeah. favorites. Yeah, yeah, just some just some nice sample-based hip-hop from London. Uh, I, it has, like, I don't know. It's it's cool. I love, a, I love a good sample with some trappy hi-hats behind it. It feels like the intersection of, like, golden era boom-bap hip-hop with a little bit of trap and then a little UK slang in it. So, yeah, cruising with the lights off. In it, indeed. Uh, well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Eight. Talk to me nice, babe. Yeah. What? Yeah. I had the pain, feels different in time. It heals quicker when I'm licking your spine. Let's keep that low, 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 low. Talk, bumping niggas from the D, I'm in the 12 Shit, feeling bizarre, but this ain't Jojo We talking old school, West London shit Like Prada shoes and Ralph Polo Know the words sit clean like we going upstream Just a lyrical mineral, how I flow though I feel like sit in the interview on my own though Talking Vibe magazines from 98 I'm the Ratchet